0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Franchise interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. <laughs> Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for 16 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs long welcome. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show. Well, we're meeting with Justin Howe, the CEO of HTO, and HTO offers 26 handcrafted flavors of ultra-premium caffeinated and decaffeinated tea varieties in both sweet and unsweet options at each location, and its own proprietary water filtration system with the same consistent flavor. No matter what location, we'll talk to Justin about that in just a moment. Our franchise interviews. stick around because we have a great show.
3: Franchise teacher, would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick-and-mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's Franchise Teacher or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott,
0: Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews.
1: Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the for entrepreneurs a long one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Justin Howe, the CEO of HTO, and HTO offers 26 handcrafted flavors of ultra-premium caffeinated and decaffeinated tea varieties in both sweet and unsweet options at each location, as well as its own proprietary water filtration system for the same consistent flavor, no matter the location. And let's bring Justin in. Hi, Justin. How are you today? Welcome to the show.
4: You bet. Good morning, Marty. How you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Justin. It's finally great to have you on the show because I've been following you for a while now. So we always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today, Justin?
4: Uh, I'm in my office in Fort Worth, Texas.
2: Oh, fantastic. Is it cooling off a little bit in Texas?
4: Uh, 110 last week. It's about Oof. 80 degrees right now. So it's amazing. okay Yeah, we've had the rain.
2: Okay, well, that's great. 80 degrees, almost feels cold, doesn't it? <laughs>
4: Gosh, yeah, for sure.
2: It's <laughs> that's great. Well, you know, it's, it, I was researching the background of HTO, Justin, you know, and, and, and it's a very interesting story. And you were kind of there at the beginning, so you know the, the whole history. I thought, you know, maybe you could tell our listeners about the history and how you got to where you are today.
4: Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, uh, just for context, we, we consider ourselves the Starbucks of iced tea.
0: First
2: mm-hmm.
4: to market, first to yeah. market ahead of trend. Um, trend being a long-term uh, consumer behavior pattern. Uh, we started in a uh, hamburger restaurant in 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we were. Uh, you know, I was a, uh, a real estate developer and a home builder and owned an aircraft management company at the time. And the economy was, uh, uh, as you probably remember, very unstable. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, we were always trying to figure out how do we re- reinvent ourselves in every business. Uh, right. At the time, we owned quite a few other companies, too, construction companies and such, and several consumer-facing uh, local, you know, small businesses. And one of the ideas for the hamburger restaurant was to add six flavors of um, pure, broadly fresh, sweetened with pure cane sugar iced tea, mm-hmm. if it was a sweet flavor, and right. uh and the goal was just to get hamburger sales up and it worked the first wow. year we, we we saw about a 15% increase in hamburger sales wow and then thankfully the uh economy imploded the real estate market yep. in particular with all the subprime lending uh crash and the short right. on the uh, credit default swaps and and uh and so the center the shopping center that the hamburger restaurant was in Uh, was owned by an institutional investor. It was a very large center and it went from about a 95% occupancy down to a 60% occupancy. And thankfully my parents, my parents who owned the hamburger restaurant were financially stable enough to sort of expand into a contracting market. My home building business was, was slow, uh, to say the least. And so my, my stepdad was able to take down a 35,000 square foot pad site in front of this hamburger restaurant from the institutional landlord, which is a very Mm -hmm. difficult thing to do in any case, especially if you're a mom And pop and we built a new hamburger restaurant. And, of course, uh, my construction company got the uh, contract to build, Mm -hmm. and so I was excited, and then my stepdad and my mom decided to put this 1,200-square-foot end cap, drive-through-only, iced tea concept on the end of the hamburger restaurant. We thought it was a really silly idea. Uh, We being the rest of the family, uh, all entrepreneurs, it was exciting. It's like starting a snow cone stand or something. We thought, you know, it was, it was a cool little idea. My, my parents, I recall, um, they just wanted to, uh, you know, pay rent on the new building. I think was sort of their goal, the offset cost. And and so that was 2009, 2010, 2011 sales increase, you know, Mm -hmm. over, over the years, uh, very healthy little business fun, exciting, mm-hmm. but we have to remember, we're local uh, entrepreneurs in the area, and if you've ever right. built a business in your hometown, you know how easy it is to market to a, a lifetime mm-hmm. of relationships.
2: Right. And right. so, we,
4: we th- uh, Marty, we thought we were just selling iced tea to locals that knew us and were friends of our other businesses. Right. And we were very skeptical of the brand. And if you've ever been in a store, you've never seen anything like it. And you'll, you'll you know, again, this was, uh, gosh, 14 years ago at this point. Okay. So um, we, we thought it was just, uh, you know, a cool little business. But we decided in 2012 to partner. Uh, I went in partnership with my parents uh, full-time in prototype development mode to build a freestanding. Starbucks, sort of, if you will, but only selling iced tea, little uh-huh. retail business and and that was right. sort of where we started in 2012. We went and built a prototype, and our goal was to spend as much money as humanly possible to build a really cool experience and a really good product. We had no designs on profitability; we figured right. we could re engineer profits. Uh, we just wanted to go see is this real? Is this because we're local marketers or is this because it right. is a real concept? Right, and uh, so that's what we set out to do. We built that prototype store in 2012, and uh, and we had it was under the, the trademark Texas T, which we okay. uh, have do right only in our hometown, and um, and so we kind of went that route. Built the second store, prototype, stood it up. Uh, it's it's now still in our top five in sales. We have 80 locations wow. open today, wow. um, ish, right around 80. We're open okay. three on. Friday. That actually takes us to seventy eight or wow. seventy nine, but rounding up there. Uh eighty yeah. uh, stores open. We do have about ten or twelve non traditional, so if you want to you know store okay. numbers, we have ninety two or three stores that are open. Okay. But uh Yeah, so we opened that uh that prototype store and then and then, you know, that was twenty twelve. And and then we started to believe in the concept, but again mm-hmm. if if you've ever also started a business where you needed the income, the business yeah. never was never. It wasn't built correctly. It was built to. It right. was built to pay bills. It wasn't built okay. to be a, a, a national brand or, or a, right. a, a available model. And of course, right. From day one, every decision we made was to build a national brand. So uh, lots. Of, I mean, the story goes on. I, I'd love to share more of it with you if we had yeah. time. It, we went into um, this phase where we had to solve the trademark issue because there was a trademark that had been issued shortly after we started using the marks. So we couldn't use Texas T nationwide. Okay. We attempted to uh, to license that name, which I think we were very successful in doing. And and then on the side, we started building an alternative brand, HTO. Uh, we went through a, a, an arduous process of deciding what the brand should look like if we couldn't use Texas Tea. We ultimately decided HTO was a better mark. We started solving several other problems with the business, mm-hmm. one being supply chain. You can't go to a food service provider or a convenience mm-hmm. store, uh, you know, sort of, retail uh uh wholesale food service concept and 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 supply this store with what we need we had to stand up our, right. um, our own supply chain so right. anything with a barcode on it which we sell you know yeti coolers and pelican mm-hmm. coolers and Cap bar cliff bar pop Chip, kettle yeah. chip we sell all the you know the the, the latest and greatest and snack products as well as re- some other retail products you can't Obviously, you can't get that from a, a food service company, right? But, but they right. don't sell these teas, right? So we had to go right. manufacture our tea and build our own flavor profiles. And then, of course, wow, just on and on and on. And, and, and you got to, in the context of this whole development, I mean, everyone's like, "Wow, HTO, man, you guys came out of nowhere." Well, well, really, we came out of fourteen years of blood, sweat, right. And tears. Right. And it looks like looks like we came out of nowhere. But I mean, we we we've, we're. I'm not satisfied with the. With the, with the growth trajectory, and I'll, I'm not a growth-driven person. I, I want my growth right. is to support existing franchise partners and right. existing locations to, to penetrate markets and overcome obscurity. But um, back, back up to that prototype store, we, we still didn't believe in the brand, and, uh, of course, we had lots of interest. If you've ever walked in our store, you'll see yeah. why it's so appealing. It's a very right. exciting, colorful. Uh, it hit, We hit all the senses when you walk in. And not to mention the tea is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um. Uh. So so you'll walk in and go, wow, what is this? Where am I? Right. Uh, We're retail right. stores. Half of our transactions walk in the door, half through the drive-through, and then uh, and so we still didn't believe in it. So this was 2012. We we opened okay. that first freestanding store in 2014. Okay. And so just to restate it. Two thousand nine was the first or twenty fourteen was the first freestanding prototype. And from twenty fourteen on we went to work building back in infrastructure to build a national brand. And and that doesn't compute for most people, but here's what we did. I'm Mm -hmm. a home builder, I'm a real estate developer, I'm a restaurateur. Yeah. And so you'd think we know everything there you you, you have all the tools it takes to build a a restaurant brand. Well the problem is I didn't do anything about franchising. And nothing about I'm an entrepreneur. Right. Um, I have 22 companies right now. They all sort of you know, live and eat and breathe on their own and, and do their own right. thing. A lot of them support some of our other companies, but they all sort of live on their own. But I knew nothing about franchising. So I yeah. bought a, a franchise concept that I'd like to re- keep, you know, uh, remain nameless. Uh, sure. I opened a three-store package, uh, uh, became a franchisee, started to learn everything I could about franchising mm-hmm. in general started to, to consult mentors and and all while my stores are just kicking butt yeah. and I have an extreme interest in franchising from the outside okay. knowing we're first to market ahead of a trend I have to I have to use the franchise model don't know anything about it but there's no right. way I could stay company up as fast as it needs to go with, it, yeah. with a corporate structure uh, franchising provides so many other benefits beyond just mm-hmm. the corporate you know corporate structures I mean to leverage thousands of smart in most cases moderately successful or largely mm-hmm. successful entrepreneurs that have a lifetime experience and to, to, mm-hmm. to extract best practices from that is not is not is not the the least of the benefits from uh the franchise model so it's uh, it's nice. obvious there's no question we have to franchise became a franchisee I learned what it was like to have a royalty sucked out of my bank account like a magic mm-hmm. trick on Friday. That's, a, that's an emotional experience if you've never yeah. had it happen. I wanted to right, feel right. that. <laughs> I wanted to feel yeah. what it was like to have a regional district manager in my store. After I've invested millions of dollars telling yep. me what I can't, can't sell, right? Yeah. I needed to feel all those things I thought. So then we went to work uh, building an FDD. I hired the most amazing franchise attorney on the planet in Mm -hmm. my opinion uh we spent a year working through the fdd she thought i was absolutely crazy she's like you're going to build a tea you're going to sell tea and and that's what we 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 get that less these days but uh for the first you know for the first few years we we got it constantly we went to work building the fdd so just to give you the timeline 09 was the first door 2012 we partnered with my parents 2014 opened the first freestanding prototype and from 20, from August of 2014 until January of 2018, we went really slow to go really fast. And what I mean by that right. is, I became a franchisee. I opened three stores. I, I, I started to, to, to learn what I could about I have, a, I have an amazing concept. Yeah, uh, I could have thrown it out there, Marty. We could have, yeah. we could have sold a franchise in five minutes. Um, wow. But I knew nothing. And so we went we went slow to go fast, went and built this back end infrastructure, had a full time franchise development department, recruited one of the most amazing franchise development uh, reps on planet earth. I call him the Michael Jordan, a friend of. And uh, <laughs> just an absolute uh, just an absolute genuine uh, human being that cares about people and and an absolutely is an entrepreneur at heart, loves every minute right. of his job. And so when you talk to him, his name's Andrew Hodges he's our chief development officer. Yeah. When you talk to Andrew, you feel in his soul that he wants you to be successful. And I think right. that's one of the keys from a franchise development officer. And what you find when you call these other franchises is you're talking to a salesperson, and the salesperson wants to collect a franchise development fee from right. you. Right, right, We don't, don't. Thankfully, we've been blessed to where we don't have to to to, to, to rely on that right. friend ever. We didn't have to rely on it for very long, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, I, and I know that that's difficult and there's, there's a balance between collecting Frandev fees and, and really vetting good partners because you mm-hmm. have to have the revenue to pay the bills. So I yeah. get it, but, uh, thankfully we were able to be very objective with, with our choices and franchise partners, and we've done a great job. I think we have over 1,000 partners, if you want to count the names of the, uh, the principals wow. on, on the entities that are involved at this point. We've made very few mistakes. So really good, able to be, be objective and protect the brand, protect the culture. But back to the timeline, we we, uh, we went slow to go fast. We opened our first HTO in January of 2018. We opened that location about 300 miles from the original location. Okay. I, I, I want a new, new store, new town, new market, new, right. new, logo, new
5: everything. Yeah.
4: Finally, I had to prove this concept to myself before we signed a single franchise agreement, because this is not a, this is, this is a permanent decision. This is marrying, right. this is marrying mm-hmm. a system that you cannot divorce.
2: Yes. Yes. You, you,
4: this is a lifetime decision. So we knew that we had to prove the concept. We went to Midland, Texas, opened our first store in January of 2018. Full time okay. Fran Dev on staff, full time real estate, full time construction. Nothing to build, nothing to nothing to sell. A, a full blown FDD, full blown ops manual and ops mm-hmm. team. Everything was in place. And I realize this isn't easy to finance. We didn't do this with millions of dollars. We we had. Mm-hmm. We had enough money to pay these people for about six months was all I mean, We we literally went all in to build it, to go slow, to go fast, to build the infrastructure. Uh, we, we, we built the church for Easter Sunday, if you will, to a degree. And, and, uh, and, and it was, and it was uh, with faith that it would work, but also very, very, I was very, very skeptical and there was no chance I was signing a franchise agreement with anyone if we didn't prove ourselves in this new market. Right. We, we launched in January 2018, that first store. We signed our first franchise agreement on, on May the 4th. Mm-hmm. We, waited, we waited those 90 days. I had, I had 25 franchise agreements in the hopper ready to go, ready to sign. Wow. We, we did not sign those until May 4th of 2018. Until we were blocking traffic in the high right. in the street on the sewer we on in the city yes. of Midland, the police department put in a sign that said, do not block traffic. I wouldn't let our team sell a franchise and, and sign that first agreement. Fa- Thankfully, that first franchise partner uh, has fulfilled a six store de- deal over many years and, and has mm-hmm. signed a new, new franchise agreement for several more stores. Uh, we have uh, we have 80 stores open, uh, brick and mortar stores open, another 15 or 20 non uh, uh, n- traditional stores in in some other markets, and then I have 100 stores under construction. And then we have another 100 immediate development franchise agreements, actively hunting real estate at the time, at the moment. So, um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think the, I think the, uh, I think that covers it, but, but, uh, I, I see these other franchises and I know how hard it is, but we, we, mm-hmm. had, we had the concept and we had to build that infrastructure and uh yeah that's the short that's the short version man how'd I do <laughs> that's it right
2: but i i love I love how you tell this story, Justin, because you know again, you were there in the beginning and and you're so passionate. I love how you use the expression you know you went slow to go fast because Somebody who might be unfamiliar with HTO, you know, they, they look at your business and they think, right, it's it's an overnight success. But it's like if you have ever heard of like the um, like the iceberg principle, you know, is, uh, you, people only see the top of the iceberg. They don't get to see the bottom of the iceberg, you know, all the work and the labor and, and the time that went into, you know, building this amazing concept one of the questions i really wanted to ask you because because i told a couple of people I was, I was interviewing you today is is the name is is very clever who, who gets credit for the name HTO? I, I thought it was brilliant
4: good question when, when we had <laughs> when we when we opened that first uh texas tea there yeah. was not a trademark issue in fact it never occurred to us that you could you could trademark a geographic name Okay. Uh so we didn't we did in the first op first store we were just trying to pay rent on a piece of real estate.
0: Right. Uh right. not
4: long after that there was a trademark filed. So immediately when I decided to partner with my parents in 2012, I knew we had to build an alternative alternative name to go nationwide. We didn't own the mark. Right. We right. mark in the original area and the, and the natural development area is how the, is how the law is sort of written. And that has to be litigated okay. from in the boundaries up. So we're confident we own it in our hometown, I but see. we don't own it anywhere else. And so, we knew right. we had to either license that name or come up with a new name. So okay. there's a conference room in our classroom right now, right behind the wall, by where I'm sitting, that okay. has literal blood, sweat, and tears on it. And 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 we sat there for years mm-hmm. ideating on this name and this brand. Yeah. If I told right. you the five, the five Contenders for the name, you'd fall out of your chair. The, 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 <laughs> the, the, the HTO name, when I heard it, uh, I don't remember who said it. It was in a in a, in a collaborative think tank group where yeah. we were just talking about branding. I knew right. I knew instantly that that was going to be a contender, but didn't believe in it. I'm I'm very skeptical. I'm a realist. I yeah. like to run the route. I don't know if you ever played baseball, but if you're standing sure. at you you want to stand there thinking yes until you decide that ball's not in range and you say no. I, I, I run the routes fully. I get yeah. in trouble for this. all was the like, but you said, and I said, no, what I, what I did was I agreed with you until I didn't, right? I want to hear <laughs> right. everything you have to say. And if we can decide when we get done running the route, we can decide if it's the right choice. And so HTO, it sounded great in the beginning, but until we got to the finish line in 750 logo designs, I'm not exaggerating. Wow, whatsoever. that's incredible. 750 logo designs. It was until I That's saw amazing. the logo, until wow. I saw the logo that, that, I believe in the name. And then I knew the yeah. minute I saw the logo, I that knew I could go negotiate the license deal without fear yeah. because I had it back backup. And at the end of the day, I feel like that we got to the finish line, the principles for the owners of the mark, uh, Texas T they loved our brand. We loved their brand. We thought we could coexist yeah. and, and enhance each other. HTO was so powerful at the end we decided oh, yeah. to go with yo and uh, and and that's that's the story and so obviously it's a play on the, the H2O uh, yeah the two in the in the T and HTO even even Siri pronounces it right which is which is crazy <laughs> That's
3: uh, incredible
4: one, isn't it? <laughs> one of the one of the apps does not one of them says something but one of them one of them pronounces it right but it was crazy, yeah, uh, HTO, man, and, and uh, we think it's the wow. we think it's coolest brand that ever existed. I
2: think it's brilliant, Justin, when I read about it. You know, what was interesting, too, you know, that it, I, I know because it's such a long history, you know, I, I read even somewhere that you were, you were even a pilot, you know, and I guess it's, you, you must have really believed in this concept, too, right, to, you know, kind of, you know, stop doing what you were doing. And then, and then come back to this, you realize there was an opportunity. And I know you're an entrepreneur. I mean, looking at your background, it's just incredible. You recognize an opportunity when you see it. But you had to realize there was something to stop being a pilot, which you're still a pilot today, of course. I'm sure you can still fly. But, you know, you, you, you certainly believed in the concept, didn't you?
4: We, we went all in, Marty. I, I've yeah. had a tear to about not flying professionally anymore. I flew professionally yeah. until October of 2015. Yeah, uh, I read we that. We had aircraft management company and flew private jets for wealthy clients and uh, businesses. And, uh, you know, what, what, what flying airplanes did for me was, uh, mm-hmm. imagine Monday morning, you get up, you got your team, you're having a meeting, we got really mm-hmm. important decisions to make. And then I had my, my cell phone rings Yeah. and my client says, Hey, uh, we need, we need to roll. We're going to go to Lake Tahoe and play golf. Uh, we need to be at the airport at ten.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Like I'm like okay, so this important team meeting in my company gets gets immediately paused so that we can go play golf, and that was not yeah. by my choice. I ran an aircraft management company, and right. one of the jets that we operated, I was the only pilot for, and so I learned how to run my businesses as a leader, not because I'd read a book yeah. or heard a good podcast, right?
5: Because I'm forced
4: right. to my team meetings to go play golf, and yeah. it was it was I had anxiety through the roof playing golf with with my friends who were also my clients. But mm-hmm. That was that that was it, man. I was forced to learn how to become a leader. I was forced right. how to empower people to make decisions and not chop their head off when they failed. Right. Give them right. give them the authority to run this company, but not kill them when they screw it up because they screw it up every day, just like I do.
2: Right. Right. If if you and I were in an HTO right now, Justin, what what are some of your favorites, or what would you recommend to me? You know, being my first time in one, you know, what what would you recommend I get, or what would you order?
4: Um, in the store, in in the in the store, when you walk in, it, it's self serve. There's 26 okay. flavors, refrigerated merchandisers. You have okay. sample cookies. You can walk through and sample every flavor. Oh, wow. There's about four 400 flavors of half and half without duplication. Wow. Half wow. of the flavor unsweet, half are sweet. You can literally create anything you want by just mixing two flavors. So, for instance, if you like sweet regular tea, right. but everyone makes it sweet, then you go, you, go, you go put half sweet and half unsweet. Or if you wow. like it unsweet like I do, I try not to drink calories. Mm-hmm. All of your fine I, I uh it's hard to <laughs> keep the exercise level up. Uh sure. so I like to drink put lemon in it. We have twelve amazing unsweet flavors. We have coconut, sweet blueberry green, watermelon, uh wow. we call it sweet sweet Georgia peach. And yeah. so literally you can create anything you want. We have a secret menu. Uh there's there's a there's a birthday cake flavor, that's a sweet yeah, almond green and nuts. There's uh there's there's uh there's all kinds of flavors that are fun and exciting and everyone does it their own way. If you right. come through the drop up you just you just order you know, whatever flavor, a half and half perhaps. And the coolest mm-hmm. thing is we sell about a gallon. So fresh oh, wow. gallons of any flavor, any half and half mix. I mean, our most popular flavor is coconut, sweet coconut or sweet strawberry yeah. green, depends on that where you're sense. at. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah. And, and then, and then we we have a brew house, which is like a coffee concept. We okay. have a super espresso machine. We have uh, we have we have our own coffee brand, and we have a horchata iced coffee, which is amazing. Wow. Uh, and this, uh, and we also have a we call it a liquid gold, which is a uh, uh, a, a an iced coffee, a sweet iced yeah. coffee. So. There's something for everyone, and we do it better than everyone. In fact, we have tea lattes, and so you might wow. want a chai tea latte. You're not going to get yeah. enough powder because the barista right. didn't mix. Up. It's our it's our Texas chai sweet tea and, 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 and steamed for 14 seconds with the espresso machine with milk added, and you have a, a chai tea latte. My wife is a chai tea latte
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh,
4: connoisseur, and she, she – obje- she complained about it until it was perfect, and now it's her favorite <laughs> on the planet. And so, uh, man, there's something for everyone. And then, yeah. of course, like I said, the gallons and a half gallons. We're, we're, a, we're a lifestyle brand. Uh, you'll find, you'll find uh, if you went to the Texas Tech game this weekend or the OU game or mm-hmm. the University of Texas game or the Baylor game, you, you would be in shock at how many Texas teacups really seeing right now uh and so it's just an amazing it brings communities together it's at every church function every school function uh, every volleyball game every fundraiser it's at every uh tailgate it's at every party uh every wow. thanksgiving every christmas i mean this yeah. is where we bring people together as a social brand and that's the reason you'll find we're like 4.9 out of 5 stars at every location that's not that's not true. But we're very high. Four seven yeah. to four nine at every location. Uh, that's we're bringing the community together. When you walk in, you can't do anything but smile. In fact, my chief people officer um, was a forensic interviewer in his previous life, and he used to come to Texas Tea to get uh, relief from his day to day. And then he began. Yeah. started running one of the stores. He got right. a degree in social work. Ended up running one of the stores, and then he became that's our incredible. COO. And he's just recently been promoted to chief people officer. And and, uh, yeah, I mean, this is just a place where you come to smile and, and, uh, and, uh, and you take that with you.
2: It's, it's a very exciting time, Justin, for you and, and HTO. I was talking last night to my business students We were talking about um, certain places like, you know, Philadelphia is known for their cheesesteaks and New York has their bagels. And when I, I was thinking of HTO, it sounds like the... You have the proprietary water filtration system. That's that's the key ingredient. Is or that's the secret recipe, isn't it?
4: It would blow your mind if I if I let you taste a glass of tea with uh, yeah. other another water. It would blow right. your mind. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe I was letting you t- that you wouldn't believe I didn't put something in it to make it right. taste bad. The non uh, yeah, it's unbelievable.
2: That's incredible. Maybe you could talk about, you know, how you're using technology today in, in the franchise, Justin, because I'm sure, you know, what you're doing today in terms of technology was certainly different back in the beginning, right? Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that.
4: We're never happy. Technology is so difficult to mm-hmm. uh, integrate.
2: Yes, uh, it and is.
4: We're never, we're never happy. But that being said, yeah. we signed a contract to build an app before covid and oh, wow. so we were we were thankfully in in the queue and in in development yeah. on, a, on a on a white label app from very very prominent uh, app developers in uh, in uh, January of 2020 and everyone remembers mm-hmm. the world in March of March 15th yep. of 20. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully we got that app built and we were uh, up and running. Uh, our mobile order and pay uh, is still a canned white label and it doesn't work correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a. It's not a great experience. We don't advertise it. We hope that nobody right. tries to use it. We're mm-hmm. actually at the finish line of, uh, of, of uh, of deciding how we're going to fix this app, right. seven, year project for phase one.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, it's not easy uh, to do this correctly, but we're right. committed. We're about to deploy the, the more resources than we've ever deployed on a single project without hesitation to build wow. this app correctly. Uh, you look at our app today; it's got an amazing loyalty function, and the order yeah. of function work. It's just not; it's just cumbersome. And 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 and, and, and at the speed technology shifts, we were the, the world of apps were 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 beating us the minute we launched. So uh,
1: yeah.
4: we we just you know it's just it's just tough, and unfortunately, it's really difficult to afford an app if you're a startup. Sure. We're just oh, yeah. now at a where where we can afford it, or it makes sense. Um, and we're just not at a point where where you know, it it's gonna make a major impact on our business. I mean our our frequency of our guests it feels really high, but it's actually yeah. really low comparatively and our AUVs, thank God, are are more than adequate for uh to to maintain our real estate budgets, our 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 occupancy budget. So thankfully we have an adequate AUV but we see huge mm-hmm. widespread in building a cor- the the correct app. Of course we use Point of sale systems that are integrated mm-hmm. with the KDA system right. that are integrated with our accounting systems, and of oh, course yeah. we have other platforms that integrate for reporting and and uh, but none of it works, um, you know, great. It's it's just right technology is very difficult to integrate. Yes. I have softwares that Agreed. we've owned for five years that we still don't use correctly. Yeah. And so uh, although it is important, it, if if you're if you're trying to run Frandev without a CRM. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you might as well just change careers because you're just not work. Yeah. You yeah, have to do the CRM for friend of, period, end of story. Not only because there's federal laws that you, you potentially could break if you don't do mm-hmm. it correctly, but it's, it's just, it's impossible. You cannot right. appropriately address the amount of concerns someone has when they're about to invest millions of dollars Without a without a CRM that can help you walk this process, it's not a quick oh, yeah. process. It, it, you know, when you're asking someone to, to, to deploy seven figures to develop your concept right. that you own, but they have to invest in this is a, this. There's lots of questions and and oh, yeah. the technology. Brandes side is everything. So not yeah. not to mention as you walk down the road, just fast forward. If you're a, a startup and you're a friend in Brandes, let's let's talk mm-hmm. about this. And on the day one, you start and you've got to go sign a lease somewhere. The landlord's right. never heard of your brand. Try telling them you're going to start a tea T-Concept. If, <laughs> yeah. if your financials and your balance sheet doesn't support paying rent with that store right. ever open, and you can get the landlord to consider that possibility, you might get approved for a lease. But then they're going to give you, let's say, a five-year lease or a ten-year lease. And if you're really good at it, you're going to negotiate options to renew. Well, as a franchise or what happens when you're three hundred stores in and you start to have right. leases come up for expiration and you don't have technology to alert you that you're about to get kicked out of a store or go through a time like, like COVID where this rapid inflation and rents are doubling in some cases, what if you miss this window to renew at a set mm-hmm. rate? accidentally. And the landlord said, yeah, of course you can stay there. We'll give you another 10 years at double the rent. Right. What do you do? You, you pack your bags and go home because you can't afford right. that rent. So technology, right. everything. And when it comes to contract integrity, when it comes to lease integrity, uh, but, uh, for sure. in friend CRM and then the and,
3: and
4: customer facing, uh, I don't know how, if you, if you, if I'm sure, you know, the stats, I'm sure you report them constantly, but the, mm-hmm. the stats absolutely. Mind-blowing when you look at how many of our competitors in the in the quick serve uh, beverage mm-hmm. industry mm-hmm. rely on the app for half or more of their sales. It's absolutely yeah. un- unbelievable.
0: Right.
2: Right. Agreed. And I think, you know, what's exciting for you too, Justin, is that, you know, not all of the world yet tried HTO. And I saw a statistic or a KPI for, for your business. I think it was something like, I mean, you have a very high repeat sell factor. So once you get someone to try your product once, the repeat sale is, it, is very high. I saw some, a number like something like 80-something percent, you know, and I said, wow, that, that, that's very high. So, I mean, I said, what an exciting time for you that because uh, most of your businesses or franchises, I get that they're in that the Texas area, I would imagine, right? I mean, most of them are in that part of the country, but you're not everywhere yet in the United States. Obviously, you will be you know at that at some point but i just said what 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 an exciting time for you i, I mean that's a pretty high number for, in, in terms of repeat sell factor isn't it
4: absolutely unbelievable that's why it took me so long to believe in the brand because it was right. literally it was literally unbelievable uh, i watched all these customers just flow through our stores um um and, and just and just stood there in awe on a daily yeah. basis in the, the the traffic and just couldn't believe it and so uh, absolutely uh, uh, mind blowing. Thank you for the compliment. I, it's not my fault, man. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's just a cool concept. First to market yeah. ahead of a trend, and and there's a yeah. lot of really secret weapons to the brand. And uh, and the cool thing is, is um, the amount of infrastructure it takes to brew is the volume of tea we brew is is also mind blowing. And so it, yeah. it's just really really impossible to believe unless you see it for yourself
2: yeah French- you mentioned franchising was new to you, Justin, so i'm I'm curious. I mean, when you are taking on or considering a new franchisee, and I mean, what's important to you? I mean, is there any types of characteristics or traits that you you say, okay, this individual would be a good match for our brand, like what's most important to you?
4: Easy to answer this question. Uh, mm-hmm. There's lots of money that walks in the door every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. The, those are the least of my concerns. Mm-hmm. The only person I care about is the operator. The only okay. person I want to interview is the operator. If we have a franchise development meeting or a discovery day and there's right. investors we we have a we, when we do our discovery days we have a speed dating where there's five executives, five meetings and Everybody gets 15 minutes with the candidate. And what you'll find is that the, the, uh, the, the, the candidate comes in, and all they want to talk about is how much money they have and how much experience they right. have. Right. And all I care about is how, who's going to love my customers when they walk in the door. Mm, That's right. the person I want right. to. I can't teach you how to love people. I can teach you how to pull levers. It's easy. Easy. Mm-hmm. Compar- Look, it, I can teach you how to fly a helicopter. I can teach you how to fly an airplane. I can teach you how to run yeah. a tea T-store. Mm-hmm. I can't teach you how to love people. Right. And so that's all I right, care about. Right, that's right, right.
3: That's all I care. that's what said. I
4: can teach the other things, man, but I can't I can't measure grit in a meeting and I can't I can't teach you how to love people after you become a candidate. So, I mean after you become a partner. And so that's all I care about. The financing easy. That's a okay, Great experience, Operational experience is relevant, but who's going to love right. my customer? That's all I care right. about. Right.
2: Yeah. What's been You've had thousands and thousands of experiences since being part of HTL, Justin. Um, difficult question, but what's one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching HTL? I mean, I imagine one of them is just seeing—I mean, how how far you know that the brand has come. But does anything really stand out over the years? I mean, considering you have probably a hundred stories, but something that you kind of say, "Wow."
4: i mean it's every day wow. i mean every every day i am not really good at celebrating to be honest with you yeah um yesterday we had a company wide meeting and uh and and uh we did some you know we did some pretty pretty in- incredible uh personnel shifting mm-hmm. uh, you know we moved a lot of people around mm-hmm. uh promoted most of every one that moved. Uh, and just just uh, to stand at the front of this room and, and speak to our uh, – w- listen, we did the Discovery Day, you know, twice a month. There's, I'm, mm-hmm. We're always in front of people. I love to talk right. about HPO. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, literally in tears yesterday, standing there talking to this team of people that has literally yeah. given their blood, sweat, and tears uh, to this brand. I have to say, though, without a doubt, the coolest thing that's happened to me was – Uh, We recruited and partnered with uh, a minority private equity group in December. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. This partnership was cultivated over a year. Uh, In my mind, uh, I always knew I'd have to raise a little money to grow the speed that we're growing. Uh, We were always financially stable, had very little debt, had lots of cash, always Mm -hmm. But I knew there was some point where I was going to have to recruit some uh, some partners to to finance this growth. And my parents are partners, and I'd love for them to take a little – a little bit of the retirement, you know, uh, path right. my mom, you know, they, they're on, they're on their, on their way to Seattle right now for vacation. That's what I wanted. Um, but the coolest part of all of this was to invite my employees to become, uh, equity holders in the company. And wow. so uh, essentially everyone that was employed within a couple of months of the closing of that private equity deal became yeah. equity holders. And I mean, wow. uh, non-voting preferred uh, equity stockholders in the company that's the coolest part of this whole thing for me it was uh, nice. it was always something we talked about i tried not to promise it but it was always a dream of mine yeah. my goal my goal personally in the private equity deal was to own more of the company to give my parents uh, uh, a little more a uh, little more uh stability in their retirement and to let my employees participate in the ownership of the company. And that was by far the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. So, uh, very exciting, uh, very, very exciting for that. And like I said, every day I pinch myself, uh, but, but listen, um, I don't know if you know what this means, but we're carrying the boats and the logs every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every day we get right. up and carry puts and logs, and yeah. uh, and uh, and and it's eighty percent of things that we don't want to do, and twenty percent of the things that are mm. super fun. Right. And right. Uh, and that, that's the team. Uh, nobody's financially motivated beyond what a, 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 a you know everyone has to have. Everyone has to get paid. We all have financial goals, but we're here to build an amazing brand and to make mm-hmm. a difference above our customers and our people.
3: That's great.
4: What um, now that, that you're involved in in
2: franchising, Justin? You're mentioning you know it, it, it is certainly a, a different animal you know it's always a challenge sometimes for a brand to say okay we're going to start franchising and then you realize you say wow this is you know this is a lot harder i thought from, from everything you've learned up to this point because the majority of our listeners we call them aspiring franchisees. you know most of them have it in their mind they want to get into franchising but i think today i just recently saw a number they said it's something like there's like 3500 to 4000 different systems to choose from just in the US alone, I mean, from everything you've learned about franchising up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise? Because you have so much experience in entrepreneurship and now franchising. So what would you say to them?
4: You, you burn You burn 70% of your fuel going the first mile. Mhm. And uh, and 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 what I mean by that is the spaceship or a rocket burns up fuel, gets the atmosphere, and then it's super easy to go. And it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. But Mm -hmm. there are several fundamental milestones you have to you have to hit as a Mm -hmm. franchisee or a franchisor. As a franchisee, Mm -hmm. one store is hard. Two stores Mm -hmm. is harder. Three stores is easier. Wow. And so from an infrastructure standpoint, personnel mapping, you know, provided you're not geographically uh, separated by, you know, a 1,000 miles, one store hard, two stores harder, three stores easier. From a mm. franchise or perspective, you have to become royalty sufficient. Yeah. And if you expect to take a paycheck, yeah. you're, you're unrealistic with your expectations. Right. right. Now, I'm not saying you have to work for free. You just need to build mm-hmm. that into the requirements to stand this company up and you have to have realistic expectations for the time it takes to go from zero to, to royalty sufficient. And if you can't get there or you can't get there quick, you have a very low chance of survival. And so we were, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're 50 stores deep when we become royalty sufficient. Right. And think, think about how hard it is though. Yeah. How hard, how hard it is to go for as a franchise to open 50 stores.
0: Right. It's, right.
4: It's, it's almost impossible Yeah, and right. so you have to have proper expectations. And I encourage you to try. Yeah. The, the, the problem is, is that, um, everyone overestimates what they can do in one year and mm-hmm. underestimates what they can do in 10 years. Everyone, every,
5: yeah.
4: everyone, yeah. everyone right. overestimates what they can accomplish in one year.
2: Wow. You can't
4: go buy the car or the watch.
2: Right. Never. Right.
4: It's yeah. just the way it is. I mean you have to have that mind. You have to carry the boats and the logs every day.
2: Yeah. That's great. It's great advice Dustin, and for for our listeners so there was one time where I had, I don't know if you ever read, there's a gentleman, Michael Gerber, he wrote a book called The E-Myth Revisited. And oh, yeah. he said, he, he's, he's fantastic. He said to me on the show, he goes, most entrepreneurs don't fail because they think too big, but they think too small. When I think of HTO, I, I mean, I see this, and I'm sure you see the, the big picture. I mean, this, this to me, I mean, is is you know of course it's it's national but it's international as well so i mean i should ask you because you're the ceo but i mean where do you see hto whether it's it's 1 year or 3 years or 5 years down the road what's
4: what's your vision the vision is to support the partners on the fringe mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is when you open a store in florida it's it, you can't open a just one store in florida right and so at grow, there will always be a fringe it, it never it never stops yeah. it never and so, I don't get to choose our trajectory that's already chosen mm-hmm. for me. We have to have to have to build profitable stores and support the franchise partners on the fringe. All decisions at s c o are on unit level economics, and we have to support those partners on the fringe so that's the that's where my head is. It has nothing to do with some arbitrary financial goal What will that mm-hmm. what will that look like i mean I, I have data. I can look at trailing 6, trailing 12, trailing 18. I can tell you that we expect to be at hundreds of stores by a certain date. HTO right. is a permanent brand. HTO yeah. uh HTO is a powerful permanent brand. The economics are such that the break even is 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 uh, is um well for me the economics are such I mean I don't want, I can't, I can't, unfortunately I can't actually disclose any financial information, right, of other than, right, uh, right. which is what yeah. the public. But yeah, uh, but, but, but when, uh, let's just say that, um, um, you know, we can afford a little bit more real estate than a, than a normal restaurant. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say it, but our budgets mm-hmm. are a little, a normal restaurants looking for six to 8% occupancy. We're mm-hmm. shooting for 10. We're shooting for 10. Okay. So, uh, so, uh, but the growth, right. I, I mean, it's thousands of stores. I mean, there's, there's yeah. no way to stop. And yeah, w- it would be irresponsible for us to stop the growth because there's always going to be someone on the fringe. So with right. you know, all, all boats rise with the tide. We have to continue to support the brand that'll never, ever stop. I mean, obviously we're, um, uh, um, you know, our, our, we see thousands of stores in the future, I mean,
2: yeah. um. And would that be international too, Jeff? I mean, do you see, you know, do you see, I mean, I um, see, you know, Japan, Australia, I but I mean, again, that's maybe the
4: 10-year picture. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, that would be another one of those, uh, you know, decisions like we like we had the night before. Right, we that right going back to the beginning, right. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I, right now we're we're focused on south of I-40 from Phoenix to uh, the east coast up to Virginia. Okay. I mean, we're looking. We're looking at uh, Arizona, Coastal Bend, Florida, mm-hmm. East Coast. I mean, obviously, love people, love tea. Uh, we have been successful with our brew house to, to, in some colder climates. I mean, our yeah. hometown Amarillo is at 3,700 feet. We're halfway between Albuquerque and Oklahoma City on I-40. Okay. It gets really cold in Amarillo, and we still have people there at 7 a.m. buying big, huge, wow. iced teas. So, uh, But That's now with the brew house, it, you know, have that we have some warm beverages, lots of hot tea options, and and, uh, yeah, we see, we see the possibility. I can't say that mm-hmm. we just are dying to go outside of where we belong. right? Sure, but right. I think, right. It's, I think it's logical. I mean, we've done some survey stuff that takes us all the way into Virginia. That's sure. very, very positive. Uh, there's a, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of opportunity or white space for us, but, um, we don't really have goals that far out again. We're just trying to support franchise partners and yeah. make good decisions.
2: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. What's the best way, Justin, for our listeners to get more information on HTO? Of course, it's the franchise opportunity, but even the product itself. Is there any websites you can you can direct them to?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's there's quite a few articles or several podcasts that mm-hmm. I've done. So go to my LinkedIn page. I think I have links to, links to several podcasts. Yeah. I'll put this one on there as well That's but uh, hto.com obviously hto.com and and there's a franchising tab we're always overhauling the website there's still lots of really good information on there and and our franchise development team loves to talk to anyone so if you you know that they'll, they'll you know reach out through the website fill out the form you'll get a call back you know you know relatively quick and uh and there's lots of information there but you know look what, what i tell people to do is google hto click images
0: mm-hmm. and
4: start scrolling that's yeah. that, that's the elevator pitch i don't tell yeah. them we sell tea i don't tell them where the starbucks have iced tea i don't tell right. them I'm on the google h t o yeah click images and start scrolling
2: well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Justin. Typically, these interviews go like 30 minutes, you know, and I I, I, I still probably have another hundred questions. So, I, I would love to invite you back over the next year or two as you continue to grow, because I, I think this is a wonderful brand, and I've done so many of these interviews, and this has become one of my favorites.
4: So, well, um, yeah. congratulations. You bet.
2: Anytime. This has been my pleasure, Justin, and we'll be right back with more Franchise Interviews. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be playing a clip from our Great Quotes and Franchising podcast
1: right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com. Or you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919.
2: Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today's great quote in franchising comes from Tom Krause, the CEO of Donato's Pizza. And Donato's is a family-owned, privately-held company that treats franchise partners like they're part of the family. In this great quote in franchising podcast, Tom discusses the importance of directing your energy to the right place and uses a great analogy called Batteries Not Included. So let's go right into our podcast with Tom Krause, CEO of Donato's Pizza. What advice would you
5: give them in their quest to buy a franchise? You know, I, I think the... Um the whole the whole uh, key is putting the right resources in the right spot. So I, mm-hmm. I'll use a quote from one of my old bosses at Wendy's, Jim Near, mm-hmm. who uh, – he always talked about batteries not included. And what he meant by that was, you know, if you're going to be a franchisee
0: or right. a franchise
5: partner, as we call them, you're buying into a system that exists. So right. don't put your energy trying to change the system or change – the recipe or like work that side of the system put your energy in bringing your whole self into into the right. business right bring, bring your energy into leading your people bring the energy into uh building the business in the community or giving back to the community that i i've i've noticed those that are less successful don't put their energy into that but they're trying to revise something that mm. already is a part of the operating plan that Right. You know, maybe it's not perfect, but if you're spending your time trying to uh, change the recipe or the operating system, may- maybe franchising isn't what you want to do. Maybe yeah. you want to start your own right. restaurant. And right. so, I, th- I think the key, but more importantly, I think is put. You know, batteries aren't included, so put your put your whole energy into building a culture within the organization and building a, a reputation in the community. That that's where. You'll win every time. You'll win every time. Yeah, no, I think I, I think that's great advice. I love that analogy. Batteries not included.
2: It, it, it's about trust, isn't it, Tom? You know, I mean, if you're going to mm-hmm. invest into a system, you know, like Thanatos, is is you have to have that level of trust, don't you? You know, uh, in
5: order to yeah, you really do. And and you know, we it, it's not to say that you know we really do a lot of. Collaborating with our franchise system, we have a, yeah. an advisory council, and we okay. meet regularly. And we get advice from them, and they they help guide the business. But once once we've decided, you know what what the uh, you know what the program is or whatever, let's go ahead and just execute that program. So right
2: right. Absolutely, that's fantastic. If you'd like to hear
5: that whole interview with
2: Tom Krause of Donato's Pizza, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchises Listed Alphabetically page, and then go to the D section, or you can go to our Franchises Listed by Category page and go to our Food section. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making our Great Quotes in Franchising podcast such a big hit. Since we've launched our Great Quotes in Franchising podcast, we've had 72,671 downloads, 37,800 788 RSS clicks, and 727 shared links. So once again, we'd just like to thank everyone for listening, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone.
1: Franchise Interviews. From Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.